welcome to Backcast 66. It's the podcast where every week we watch an episode of the 1966 Batman TV show and talk about it, except on those rare times where we don't do that. Uh, and this is one of those times because we are doing a little recap on season one. My name's Kendall. And I'm Scott. Batman 66 season one, Scott. What do you think? Uh, overall, it was a good season. I think a good start to the show. I, in talking to Kendall, because to help crystallize my my thoughts on the season, I kind of did a ranking uh, of how much I enjoyed each like episode. Um, and it definitely helped me crystallize my thoughts. For the most part, I think more than half of the episodes, I think, are good to great. Uh, like maybe a third or a quarter of them, I think, are just okay or kind of boring and there's only one maybe two like there's one there's only one that i definitely think is bad interesting i'm interested to see what that is yeah i figured it might be fun to talk about like i don't want to go through the whole thing especially because as seasons two and three goes on there's going to be like way more episodes but definitely i wanted to talk about like my favorites and why i like them and my least favorites and why i don't like them cool and then yeah if you've been listening all season we've been trying to track who's uh, the 66 Batman's arch nemesis. Uh, and yeah, we're going to do some work there. Yeah, I crunched, uh, I did my math homework last night uh, for all of our rankings and stuff. Cool. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll get into that. I feel like let's talk about the season in, in general and our thoughts on it first, and then we'll get into the villains numbers, because I think one will inform the other as well. Because in doing my my list, like, so the the villains that appeared the most um, were uh, Riddler with four episodes, Penguin with three, and Joker with three. But if, yes. if I'm looking at my list, like, they're kind of spread kind of evenly throughout it. So it's not like one of them dominated all of the good episodes, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, which is great, honestly. It, it's always a joy to see all three of them. Yeah, and there's a lot of villains in this list that, like, I know are icon- Like, Catwoman only appears in one episode, which was a surprising thing to learn from season one. And, you know, obviously she's going to show up more as the show goes on. But, like, there's also characters that were, like, one-offs invented for the show. I really enjoyed, like, Zelda the Great and Bookworm that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, Zelda the... Yeah, Zelda the Great bookworm i even like i i like king tut i like king tut i think in a different plot i probably like him more yeah well hopefully he he delivers a little better but yeah it's overall like i think most of these are good there's i have two episodes that i think are skippable or two okay. stories rather well, I'm curious then. What what are the two things you think are skippable? So there was the one Joker plot. Oh, God, I don't even remember what was happening in it. It was the episode I was not on. All right. So that was uh, Joker trumps an ace and Batman sets the pace. That is my bottom episode. The one I think is like the worst one. Yeah. It's the one where like he kidnaps this Maharaja for ransom, but he's pretending to be the Maharaja and is getting Batman to like endorse the check. It's really weird and like, it's really, really boring and dumb. And like the Joker's in it a bunch, but he's in his Maharaja like disguise. So you don't get to see like Cesar Romero like being the Joker very much. Yeah. It 
it just was so boring. Like for example, yeah, it's it's just it's just bad. Like for example, that's my bottom one. But then my second favorite story is a Joker story. So like again, they're just kind of everyone's kind of all over the place. Yeah, very true. Um, for me, that's oh sorry. Oh no worries. But yeah, I the Mad Hatter episode. I think I think that story is so skippable. It's less boring than the Joker. Yeah. But just like, oh, like he's stealing hats and he's mad. Do they get baked into a cake or something? No, they get covered in um uh was it a wax sculpture or plaster? Oh uh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, uh so so that one's my in my bottom three, but it's not my second worst one. Um, just because the weird conveyor belt fight stuff at the end was kind of insane and fun. My second to worst ones, actually episodes one and two, high diddle riddle and smack in the middle. Really? Just because like they're they're very, very basic. Like that those ones kind of stick out to me a little bit more like a store thumb. I guess because you know they're essentially the pilot episode. They hadn't quite figured out what worked and what doesn't yet. And there's like a lot of Riddler episodes this season, I think, utilize him a lot better in like similar ways. So ultimately it feels more like superfluous to me. Interesting. Like I don't think it's bad. The only one I think is bad is Joker Trump's Nace Batman's at the pace, the Maharaj one. Um, like I said, the, the next batch, I think, like up from that, I think are mostly just kind of boring. They're not bad, perfectly watchable, but like if I was not watching the ep- this show from beginning to end like we are now, I would just I would cherry pick away from them. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. See, I uh, I love those first two episodes. I think they're so fun. I mean, I think that's probably my most controversial picks on this list, maybe. But um, yeah, I just, well, they, when I think back on them, like they don't really stick out to me as much as like some of the other. Drunk Batman? Yeah, I mean, there's fun stuff in it, but. We talk about Molly like every episode. Yeah. Yeah, but that's part of like why we talk about it is like it feels very strange. Like nothing like that really happens again. And. I don't know. It just it they feel really weird and out of place for me. Word. We'll, yeah, we'll so, agree to disagree, even though I think I that's I, I respect I respect you liking those episodes more than me. Ah, I love them. Yeah. Um, but hey, that goes to show different strokes, you know? Yeah. And that's why having a discussion show is kind of fun. We just agreed all the time, like, why would anyone listen? That's true. Yeah, besides the two episodes I mentioned, I would be happy watching any of the others. Yeah, even the ones I'm saying are like boring and skippable, like I I wouldn't mind watching them. So I uh, think I know your favorite episode. Yeah, I think you might know mine too. What what do you think it is? I think it's The Penguin Goes Straight. Yeah, and then Not Yet He Ain't. Yeah, those are my number one episodes. I really like those ones. Hell yeah. Um, th- they are a lot of fun. It's just, we got to see a lot of fun. Like, well, uh, all right, so it's no secret that the Penguin's my favorite of these villains. And we get to see a lot of fun, like, twists on the Penguin-Batman dynamic with Penguin becoming a hero and Batman becoming a villain. Plus, the Penguin takes over the Batmobile, turns into the Birdmobile, and has, like, a bunch of new gadgets. And then they have to have, like, a big chasing at the end between the Bat Cycle and the Birdmobile. Like, it's got a lot of elements that, like, seem tailor-made for, like, me. Is that the episode where the police like shoot Batman dead? Yeah, they gun down Batman and Robin. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool yeah like that part is so crazy the there's a couple like scenes throughout the the season that are just bonkers and that's one of them yeah that's one of those ones like where i didn't expect to see this stuff um and i'm gonna guess that one of the other big moments from the season is your favorite episode which one's that the bookworm terms while gotham city burns Ah, uh, it's one of my favorites and yeah that first that like opening scene is bananas yeah when gordon gets assassinated we're like what oh my god yeah oh god <laughs> freaked out but my favorite okay might be joker goes to school you know what that's my second uh bookworm's my third yeah i think it's joker bookworm for me yeah i i was thinking about it when i was listening i was like i i can't quite articulate why i like joker goes to school he meets his face fate the grizzly grizzly ghoul so much but like it's the most different joker plot and it's like kind of fun and like you get to see robin have to be like dick grayson and deal with things and like i don't know it's just it's just fun and memorable but i don't know if maybe you can articulate why you like it so much uh, compared to me um i mean i do love like the like fake evil dick grayson in the candy shop scene (laughs) yeah i i thought it was like i liked the um the like evil game i like that it was like someone with a personal connection to the dynamic duo yeah and like it makes sense that we see robin in school yeah we we never do you know like yeah i mean it probably helps that i just like am a big fan of this robin Mm -hmm. i just think he's a really cool cat (laughs) yeah i mean don't get me wrong i like i like uh bert ward's uh dick grayson as well yeah, I just, I, I don't, like I said, I, I can't quite put my finger on it versus some of the other, like, episodes. It's just, like, when I think back on, like, how much fun I had watching, this one's a top a top contender for me. And that and, bookworm episode, it's so disappointing that Roddy McDowell does not. No, yeah, it, it, so, so, yeah, that's my number three pick. Oh, my, my top three are all pretty close together. I, I, bookworm was really great. Like, that was one of the big surprises. Uh, just because you hear the concept of bookworm and he sounds really boring. But yeah, Roddy McDowell really elevates that material. Oh my god, he's so good. Yeah, like I, that's one. Like that's one I will revisit for fun, even when the, you know, not that this is like our job, but you know, we need to, you know, we we make a schedule and we try to stick to it. You know, I have to watch these episodes and talk about them. Um, but like, yeah, that's one of the ones I will I will probably revisit again and again. Yeah, heck yeah, especially like I think that does a good job of like showing what this show is capable of yeah i agree because it's like a completely original villain right yeah 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 he was made for the show yeah he's been shows up like later in the comics right yeah i think when we did the research he showed him like what the 80s he was like a huntress bad guy word yeah it was batman confidential if i'm remembering correctly i don't have the bookworm notes in front of me so I just feel like, yeah, it it just goes to show like how creative the show can be and how bananas it can get. You know what? That's a good point. This is a that would be a good couple of episodes to show somebody who's like not already like familiar with this series because it's also like funny and but it's got like stakes and everything. Like it's yeah. not complete silliness, like you know, like Curse of Tut. Yeah, which is 
as insane as that episode is, like, I kind of like it. I, his plan is really dumb, but yeah, yeah, this is a good balance. Also, you know, book, yeah, because Bookworm has like, all right, so they kill Commissioner Gordon in the beginning, and then Batman gets stuck in a giant book and is about to get cooked to death. It's so like, insane. So it's the full gamut of uh, what the show has to offer. Yeah. I get we have like two more one shot villains this season. Should we talk about Zelda the Great? Sure. I think that might have been the episode I was the most surprised that I enjoyed as much as I did. Yeah. I think uh it was all played like really well. And yeah, like I feel like Zelda was a huge example of like, oh, Batman is so handsome. I must turn myself in. But I think it's done like more tastefully here than in other episodes. Yeah. I think because she's quote unquote the main villain definitely helps. So we get to spend a little bit more time with her and uh get to get to know her and her motivations a little bit more. Versus yeah. like, a, lot, a lot of the times it's like a side character that does that. Yeah, like we know she's only interested in stealing money in order to pay for her like performances yeah so yeah well she's still breaking the law she's a little more she is a little more redeemable than like she's like the least cartoony of all of the villains yeah and that that episode was a lot of fun there was like they have they've never been mentioned again but like I feel like the the guy she was working it with was part of some like mysterious syndicate. Yeah, I definitely got that as well. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, just that's just what it's going to come down to. Yeah, it was fun and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it, and I remember at the time we were both surprised how much we enjoyed it. Um, in a yeah, good way. In a good way. And then uh, we have one more one-off villain because this is going to be our last time to talk about these characters, right? Yeah. Um, so what did you think about False Face? I thought he was pretty creepy. I re- I remember enjoying those episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, except I feel like, if I'm remembering correctly, to speak on like Zelda's heel turn, I think it was a lot. It stuck out more as like, oh, this is pretty weird in the False Face episode. Oh, yeah. His, his mall. Yeah, because she. Oh, yeah. What was her name? It was like earlier. In, what's her name? in the story. What's her name? Blaze? Is that where Blaze came from? She was like the acrobat? Yeah, yeah, that was her then, yeah. Because, yeah, she, I remember she was set up as like a really interesting, like, also villain. And then in the second half, she just simps for Batman and, like, helps him. Yeah, so I feel like really even in the first half. Yeah. To the point where it was like, why is False Face keeping her around? She's obviously fucking up his shit yeah yeah i put false faces number 12 of 17 on my list and that's not necessarily because those are bad episodes it's just the 11 above it i just liked more oh yeah i can see that yeah yeah i'm into i'm into false face i i'm kind of disappointed we're not going to see him or bookworm i feel like zelda as much as i like her her story is very much complete yeah, I'm not upset that we don't see her again. I actually kind of glad, like, oh yeah, she's getting reformed, and like, I, I, that's the end of her character arc. Like, she actually had an arc. Most of these characters don't. Yeah, but yeah, like Bookworm and False Faces concepts haven't, like, their gimmicks haven't been completely exploited in those 
first appearances. I do know they eventually show back up in like the comics and stuff, but we're just talking about the show now. Cause like the comics are cool and all, but like that's not Roddy McDowell. Yeah. You know, like that's that such a Roddy big McDowell in your head. Yeah, that's such a big part of what makes Bookworm so great. Yeah, God, he's so good. Yeah. Like I, you know what? I think as far as like performance goes, I think he is my favorite villain from this first season. If I'm taking everything else out of consideration, he's yeah, he's... I mean, I'd agree. I think he delivers like one of the best, if not the best, performances in this whole season. He's easily the most menacing one. Like his unhinged like outbursts are like jarring, but like believable. And that's what makes him scary. Like, yeah. Like Frank Borshin like, does that as the Riddler, but like it's silly, you know? Yeah. And it's like also like more creepy, I feel like. Yeah. Like not a good way for the Riddler. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Roddy McDowell. Whew, what an artist. Yeah, I gotta watch more of his movies. I've mostly just seen this in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, me too. I I I mean, but he may, especially like the later Planet of the Apes, like he's the reason to watch it. I'll be honest with you, it's been so long since I've watched those movies. Ah, uh, I just watched them all like two years ago. Nice. It was the first time I had seen like the fourth and fifth one. Yeah, I I might I don't know if I've seen the later ones in like completion. I think I just caught them like smatterings of them on like TV back in the day. Yeah, I mean they're okay. Yeah, but I do I love the first one. Anyway, yeah, I, Bookworm's really good. I am sad we don't see him again, but you know what? Like that means he doesn't have a bad episode. That's true. We already have bad uh, bad Joker one, and I would argue a much lesser Riddler one. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, speaking of Riddler, and like looking at my list, one of the things that surprised me, so like Riddler's got two episodes in my top five and like two episodes in my bottom five. I guess, so I don't have my notes in front of me. Yeah. Um, which is bad podcasting on my part. Sorry about that. It's fine. I won't fire you. Uh, I'm apologizing more to the listener. Yeah. Um, I guess for my sake and theirs, what are all the Riddler episodes? So, all right, this is going to be very controversial, I think. But my number four episode overall is the Death in Slow Motion and Riddler's False Notion, the silent movie episode. Mm. I really liked that concept. And once we found out what he was doing, I really like liked that idea and that twist. I know we're talking about it. Uh, we definitely, like, because it was originally a Joker story from the comics. Like, it definitely feels more suited for him. But I think that's part of what made it so interesting uh, for the yeah. Riddler to do. And I like that he was foiled at the end, he, like, because Batman saw through his, like, an extra layer of his riddle. It's like he almost basically won uh, if it wasn't for, like, his own, like, uh, baked in, like, uh, Achilles heel at, from yeah. his gimmick. I don't know. It just was a lot of fun. I liked, I liked the, make, the idea of them making a silent movie of, like, their caper. Yeah. And of them, like, defeating Batman. Yeah. Because it was all to sell to that collector, right? Yeah, and then he was going to rob that guy at the end. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting twist. Yeah. Plus, we got to see them do, like, a bunch of costumes and, like, a lot of different kind of weird scenes. And there was, like, a fun mystery element that wasn't, like, frustrating or anything. Like, it was all much more playful. Yeah, very playful. 
And then my number five was uh, Riddle a Day Keeps the Riddler Away slash when the, when the Rats Away, the Mice Will Play. This to me felt like the second draft of High Diddle, Riddle, and Smack in the Middle, where this is one where uh, they have that big fight scene in like their fake Statue of Liberty at the end. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I did like yeah. that. Part. I think that is my favorite fight scene so far. I agree. It had a lot of similar beats to the first, the the, the Mammoth episode. Like he kind of kidnaps like an international, like he almost creates an international incident, kidnaps the guy who plays Commodore Schmidt lap. You know, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. His gang he went into was more interesting instead of being like really hung up on like Molly as like Robin, you know, uh, she got to be a little bit more like involved in like the Riddler scenes and stuff. But I just, it, to me, to me, this is more of the quintessential Riddler episode. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, that episode was insane and then somewhere in the middle of mine i have the ring of wax give him the axe there's the riddler like wax figure one it's mostly just kind of forgettable compared to his other appearances yeah it's his um his schemes are interesting because it definitely felt like they all had like a thing like penguin always has some like business under a fake name the Joker for a minute seemed like he was always going to be involved in like international incidents. Yeah. And maybe kind of with the Riddler, although it looks like he kind of took a turn into like art. Yeah. But and he was also a- like started doing like international incidents too, right? He did a bunch of that. I think turning into like making art or a crime into an art is an interesting angle for a guy like the Riddler. Which is probably yeah. why I like the silent movie one. Yeah, it's it is uh yeah, it's it's an interesting idea for the Riddler because his like whole thing is like so theatrical. I mean, I guess they all are, but there's like a level of creativity like in all of the Riddler's crimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there kind of needs to be because his gimmick requires like a level of creative thinking. Yeah. Like the Joker can just do like gags and like yeah, and that's, like bird puns and umbrellas. Yeah, not that there isn't an artistry to either of those. Of course, but, but yeah, the Riddler, he's he's definitely like he and he plays it off too. Like I am a genius. Yeah, and you get uh-huh. and you believe that he believes that. Oh yeah, he's so good at it. Frank Gorshin is also like cool. What a pleasure to see on screen. I mean, I would say I don't think there's really a bad performance this season, at least from like principal players. I could, you could argue maybe like the Mad Hatter. I mean, I think, I think he, he does good too. Yeah. I think everyone just like kind of hams it up. Yeah. And that's part of what makes the show really fun. Like it's silly, the, the, the situations and like dynamics in play, but everyone takes it seriously. And that's what makes it good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mr. Freeze is someone we'll see again, but not played by this actor, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I believe every time he shows up, it's a different actor, and I don't quite know why. I thought he was so funny. Really? I remember you really liking his, um, like, the scene at the table where he's, like, and Batman are, like, having dinner. And kind oh, of well, like, that, and that up. got so intense. Yeah. There. But... While he's like walking around in his 
like spacesuit thing. He's just like like he's the proto Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze. Yeah, and I know that's a controversial opinion we share. I don't think Batman and Robin's that bad a movie. It's definitely in line with this show, which is what I think people did not want it to be. Yeah. I think yeah, its I biggest thing is that it's way too long, but... Well, you know, there's a million characters to... There's a, a million toys to sell in it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely yeah, I definitely see him, at least this version of him, I don't know what the other Mr. Freezes are really like yet, but like, yeah, this one does share a lot of in common with that interpretation of Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Even that, like, he's German and Schwarzenegger's Austrian, right? Is it was this version German? I think he was. I remember they said his name because it's not Victor Freeze. Yeah, that's right. I forget what it was, but pretty sure he was German. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, because I made a joke about he might have been a Nazi scientist. Oh jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that now. What yeah. else do we want to talk about? Um, I don't know anything else I want to hit on this season. I'm looking forward to season two. Now that uh, the show is firing on all cylinders behind the scenes and like the actors kind of actors and writers know these characters a little bit more. I'm excited to see more than one appearance of Catwoman. Yeah, me too. I feel like she had a lot of she had a fun episode. Like, um, yeah, she kind of wound up in the middle of my thing. The fact that Batman fought a tiger really like saved a lot of it for me. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it really felt like uh, maybe the closest to like an Indiana Jones movie as this show has gotten. Yeah, I can see that. There were a lot of like death traps and treasure maps, if I remember. Yeah, I remember there was like a, she had like, no pun intended, well, I guess the pun was intended, she had catacombs, um, which had like false uh, passages and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, um, for, so... So some of the side characters, like, what was your surprise? Like, some of your surprises. One of the things I was surprised by is, like, consistently having, like, Warden Crichton be mentioned or seen. Yeah. I, I, it was a consistent little bit of world building I enjoyed. Yeah, like, I feel I, like... I expected none, you know? Like, I feel like we haven't heard or seen him in maybe a little bit. Yeah, I know they mentioned in the Bookworm episode that, like, Riddler was in jail and they were going to, like, recruit him to help. I don't think they mentioned... Crichton in that but again that was like a fun little bit like there was a lot of little world building bits where like they mentioned Catwoman like a long time before she showed up yeah I I was surprised by the amount of by the amount of continuity yeah again because I expected zero so the fact there was any is pretty cool like we said in the beginning like Batman did mention his parents murder I didn't expect that to even come up there was a was it the bookworm episode with Thomas Wayne's clock tower oh maybe I think it was. Robin was, like, attached to the clock. It was one of the, the later episodes in the season. Yeah, because Robin was in the bookmobile when he was captured. Mm, that's she read right. that one that one book that put him to sleep, you know? But side characters, I think Alfred, maybe? I ended up liking him a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, I liked Alfred a lot in the show. And I like that he gets involved in... Uh, he got involved in more uh, plots than I expected him to. Yeah, like, I think a penguin and the Mad Hatter. Yeah, Mad Hatter, he's going undercover to plant something, like a tracking device on one of his hats. And then the penguin kidnaps him and brainwashes him at the end. That's right. Yeah. Alfred is, he's cool. I wish he had a spinoff. 
I appreciate him a lot more as an adult than I did as a kid. Yeah. And uh, like, it's funny. There was a, I forget what story it was where Batman's like, uh, I'm going to call Alfred. I know he's in the Batcave because he's yeah. so punctual. That yeah, like every Thursday at two, yeah. he's like dusting down there. Yeah. He's like cleaning something specific. And then of course he is. And that's part of what makes it fun. I think it was like the atomic battery. Oh, yeah, it was the atomic pile or whatever. <laughs> Which, yeah, Batman's lab is insane, his Batcave. Yeah, they really went all out with that set. I guess it makes sense. They knew they were going to use it a lot. So but even like, from episode to episode, it changes. Yeah, it changes a bit. Like, they can relabel machines and stuff. But he has, like, recurring th- like elements. Like, obviously, there's always the atomic, like, collider there. There's like the platform the Batmobile's on. Uh, there's obviously various computers and stuff, but like there's the big Lucite like map that yeah. they can go on. Like there's there's some fun elements that come on uh, come around. But I also just love how colorful it is. And I know we joke about how everything in the show is labeled in this whole city, but like that's so charming. I really enjoy it. I love that it's a bit that sticks around too. Yeah, and I love that it's not just exclusive to Batman. Like we yeah, see it in all of like the sets they go to. Anything else we want to talk about before we get into the villain rankings? I guess not much. I mean, we've we've talked about each episode in much more detail. Um, If people are curious about any of the... If you're somehow listening to this one first, uh, you're curious about any of the things we mentioned, like, you know, go uh, listen to those specific episodes. Um, But, you know, I I like... there's There's no element I strongly dislike at this point. There are tropes that, like, are kind of annoying you know when you're not that we're like binge watching this show but like when you start watching it over and over on the regular as an adult it's like you start to see the patterns and like some of them are kind of annoying to me now yeah but especially you know these times when there's just so much tv to watch yeah but the show's still very enjoyable i haven't hit like a wall where i'm like all right we're in the bad episodes now yeah, I wonder if it'll happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know so. the quality is supposed to take a dip. Yeah. Um, eventually, but I also find entertainment in things like that. So we'll see. Yeah, I know season three is different. Like they kind of got like each episode becomes its own thing, but there's still multiple part episodes in it. So I don't, I don't know. I know from my understanding, just from pop culture like osmosis it's season three is the bad season but that's also the one with eartha kid as catwoman so like it can't really be that bad yeah and i think surf's up batman's in that too so like yeah that's still, the only episode i rem- i know that i've seen from that season yeah me too i know i've seen eartha cat kit catwoman episodes but i couldn't begin to tell you what they were about and that's when she gets her car right or does she have it now i don't know i mean Calvin was driving around like a regular like van, if I remember correctly, in the, the episode we saw so far. Yeah, she gets like a Catmobile. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, so, yeah, very excited to for the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more. Um, and we've got some stuff to that's exciting for, for next season as well. So I think next season has like, Egghead and like a bunch of other like fun classic 66 Batman villains and actors that go with them. So there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. And obviously just 
more of what we have as well. Because one of the episodes I distinctly remember is the one where Penguin runs for mayor. I'm pretty sure that's season two. Cool. I'm looking forward to that one. (laughs) Yeah. I know we talked a bit about it when we did uh, Batman Returns last Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Because Penguin runs for mayor. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's inspired by this. Which I'm sure is a comic book story as well. We've had a couple of side episodes, too. We had Scooby-Doo and Returns. Do we have any other ones? Um, by the time you listen to this, our Batman Day episode will have gone out. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be very good. Yeah, you know, and we'll probably do some more side episodes just for fun uh, as we go, and also you know to to break up what we do a little bit as well, because not that this became a slog, but you know, we start watching like shows over and over again, it can get a little monotonous. Sometimes it's nice to have a break. Yeah, and like. Oh, you know, hey, we're going to talk about like some comics now or, um, you know, like it's kind of fun to watch stuff like adjacent to this show. Yeah. And I think I mean, we will probably continue to talk about it off mic, but I think we were talking about maybe having some more episodes like that this season. Yeah, this this next season is going to be a lot longer, too, uh, than season one. Yeah. And like. You know, season one, get through it. Now we know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, let's put a cap on season one by let's go over our, our villains here a little bit. So uh, last night I did some math homework um, based on the, you know, at the end of each episode, we scale the villains plan and successfulness and how much it challenged Batman um, on a scale of one to three. Three being the highest, one being the lowest. So I went through, I added them all together. I did... I checked how many appearances they had and I averaged them out because um, we're trying to figure out who the this incarnation of Batman's like arch villain is. Um, there was some interesting results. So I'm just going to go down the list here real quick. Um, the total scores, uh, Riddler had the most with 10, followed by Penguin with 8, Joker with 6, uh, Zelda the Great had 3, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, and Bookworm had 2, Mad Hatter, False Face, and King Tut had one each. Now, Riddler was in four episodes. Penguin and Joker were in three. Everyone else only had one. So because of that, I don't think, at least for the first season, everyone that showed up once shouldn't have any serious contention. I mean, Batman's arch villain. Because then if I average him out, Zelda the Great has a perfect score. Yeah. And, like, I don't think she challenged Batman nearly as much as, like, Riddler, Penguin, and Joker. So Joker's average was, like, a flat two. He had a, a three, a two, and a one for his episodes. So it just averaged out that, like, yeah, he's just a two overall. Uh, Riddler had a 2.5, and Penguin had a 2.666 like, six, 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 six infinitum. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, Penguin kind of edged out Riddler a little bit based on, like, our number ranking system. But it's extremely close, and an argument could be made for Riddler, at least for this yeah. first season. So, all right. So we got the numbers down. Yeah. It kind of felt like, and I mean, maybe it's because he appeared in the first episode. I feel like the creators want us to think the Riddler is the arch enemy. I get that vibe as well. Just the way everyone always talks about Riddler, like between like uh, the police force and Batman, like he's, he's so cunning and dangerous. And I think, and he appears the most in the season and he's mentioned in episodes he's not in. 
So like I kind of yeah. always want to remind you that the Riddler's around. And I think this is before the Joker like became the de facto Batman villain, just like at like like full stop. Um, I know a lot of the times in the comics, he and the penguin were were paired together, whereas like the Riddler was always his own thing. Interesting. At least at this time. I would be interested. I am curious to see how this stuff shifts in seasons going forward. Because I got to imagine, like, they probably will be getting feedback from, like, kids and stuff. And, like, they'll probably start playing into whoever the more popular characters are. I know that's why False Face didn't come back, because he was too scary. I mean, I... And this is definitely using, like, future knowledge. Yeah. But I, I, I wonder... I feel like Penguin maybe moves into that role for this show. I can, fusing what limited future knowledge I do have, I can see that as well. Like, I feel like in the the movie, he seems even like, though it's the four yeah. of them, he's, like, calling the shots. It seems like the it's between him and Catwoman calling the shots, which it feels like right now in the show, Riddler would not be taking any stuff from them. Yeah, and I think, like, there's definitely, like, a budding of heads between the four of them in the movie, but yeah. That's, I see that's part of what makes the movie great. Now, we should mention, in release order, like, now that season one's done, the movie would be next. The movie would be next. Yeah. yeah. We're, um, we're, we're gonna save the movie for, we're gonna do something special with that, but just it, just so you know, in, like, production stuff, that, like, the movie's next, like, Julie Newmar couldn't make it, so um, Lee Merriweather plays Catwoman in it. Which, you know what? It's I know she's like a bigger deal in the comics than she was in the show, but thinking about it now, like, all right, so those, if you're going to do a villain team up, those three make sense. But then like Catwoman was only in like one episode at this point. Yeah. I wonder if that was some kind of scheduling conflict or something. My, my understanding it was a scheduling thing. Word. Cause yeah, you would feel like they would use her maybe a little more. I, I know she shows up a lot in season two. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Don't worry, listeners. We know that the movie is next. But uh, it's also the piece of media I've seen the most out of this. Yeah, it's arguably my favorite Batman movie. So I've seen it a lot. And I have seen it together a lot. We want to do something special with it. So we might save it for like a finale. Um, It it feels like a... Yeah, cards on the table. We're not sure exactly what we want to do with it, but we definitely want to do something special. Yeah. So we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Keep tuning in. Next season, do are, are we talking about the future? Are we done yeah. with the villain rankings? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't have anything more to say. I think we talked about them a lot when we talked about the episodes, too. Yeah. So I, I'd say the Riddler this season was the arch enemy. Yeah, even though, like, our numbers don't quite match up to that. But, like, I, I agree about that with Riddler. Yeah, you got to take a little... There has to be a little bit of, like, part what of the... What like the intent was. Yeah. And they're so close to each other. Yeah. Point one away from each other. Yeah. Um. Now, I will... So, for season two and three, like, we'll talk about them in terms of, like, for that season two. But we, we will start... A, like doing a cumulative tally as tally as well cool so we'll see who it'll be interesting to track this over the seasons and see how it changes and then at the end we could probably say with a little bit of definitiveness uh 
who who Adam West Batman's like arch nemesis is. Maybe it's himself. Yeah, maybe it's Robin. Maybe there's like a big turn like later that we don't aren't expecting. God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to coming back for season two. Yeah, me too. And like Louise said, we're gonna have maybe some more deviations. Maybe we'll talk about things that while they aren't Batman related, like invoke kind of like the like the spirit. aesthetics like that this show kind of brought about. Yeah, we definitely we so we've been talking off camera. We definitely want to do some um stuff related or like like I said, adjacent to to this. You know, maybe we might do like uh like a, a uh one of the Twilight Zone episodes that like Adam West is in. Something like that. Um I know some of the Burgess Meredith episodes are some of the all time classics in that show. Oh yeah. There's a Cesar Romero movie that if I didn't already pitch, I'd like to pitch to you. Oh yeah, I think the only other thing I've seen Sir Romero was um oh, what's that show where he had like an island? Pleasure Island? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but like it's the famous the plane, the plane thing. Like a yeah. little person. Uh I don't remember what it was called, but I, that's the only other thing I know from Caesar Romero. So yeah, I, I would be interested in watching that movie, uh, if you want. Cool. Yeah. Man, I wish uh, I wish Roddy McDowell came back so we can watch Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I mean fuck, maybe <laughs> we just will. You know, who cares? Yeah. It's so a podcast and everyone just has to deal with it. So yeah, and obviously we've already been doing stuff for like themed things for like holidays and stuff. We might do the other Scooby Doo movie for Halloween again. That would be fun. Um Yeah. I'd like to do maybe like a episode from a different Batman TV show. Yeah, we 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 talked about a couple things. Like I would like to do Beware the Great Ghost because uh, the animated sense. series with Adam West. Um, you know, yeah, there'll there'll be some fun stuff we can do just to, just to break it up every once in a while. But we will still be primarily watching an episode a week and talking about it. Uh all right. Well, we'll see you next time. For the first episode of uh, Batman Season 2. All right, yeah. I get to put a new disc in my player. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. Later.